Hello, gang. I'm Jamie Hiles. I'm Lydia Judy. And I'm Derek Lemaster. And this is Screen Bloody Movies, the podcast that you come to for all of your horror news and fun, fun movie reviews, plus our beautiful faces. How are you doing today, guys? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Derek? I feel like a dog turd that got ran over by a bicycle tire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> as good as you'll ever be, I guess. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll feel much better after we talk about today's movie, because I don't see how you can watch this movie or discuss this movie than be in a bad mood after. So yep. I'm excited to discuss this one, guys. But first, let's start every episode uh let's start this episode like we start every episode is what i meant to say what i meant to say. <laughs> heard me when we get into the horror news of the week are you guys ready for this yep yes so do you remember um a couple weeks ago we talked about they're making two different hellraiser projects right yep. they're doing a movie and then separately Clive Barker and David Gordon Green are working on a TV series of Hellraiser. Right. Well, we've got some news on the movie front of Hellraiser from David Bruckner, um, who calls his movie something of a small reimagining. Um, and he says that uh, we can't say anything about it yet. But it's something that we are actively working towards. And it is a joy and a dream as a filmmaker like myself to dive into this world. All I'll say is we are aiming to be as true as we can to the original material, the Hellbound Heart. Uh, but then it is something of a small reimagining. So the rumors are so far that pinhead in this version is going to be gender swapped to a woman so what are your guys' thoughts on there first of all being in two competing hellraiser movies or projects and what about this reimagining with the gender swap lydia well i think he can only be played by a man <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i i actually share that sentiment um i think that uh yeah that, that's a hard one man i <clears throat> i think i think a man plays that part better that sounds terrible but i mean it's it's kind of a very evil part i don't know i was just kidding yeah <laughs> you sexist I mean, piece I, of trash <laughs> i'm not trying to be sexist but I just don't know that uh, I'm sure that they'll do a great job either way they go, but I, I don't have a problem with uh, the, the, the hell priest character being a female at all. I have now a problem maybe with pinhead being a, 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 not even a different gender, but I have a problem with just pinhead being played by any other actor, but you know, Doug Bradley. I mean, it's just he. Every other actor that's come in to play Pinhead, no offense to you guys, but you've been pretty bad. <laughs> you've also been in some really shit movies like Hellraiser Revelations. 
just one of the biggest mm -hmm. pieces of junk that's ever walked. But what do you guys think about the fact that there are these two, like, do you think that's going to be confusing? Well, first off, uh, you definitely more elegant, eloquently uh, stated what I was thinking. So your perspective on that is exactly what I was thinking. His, his specific character, I think, would be bad, but a hell priest female, you know, would definitely work. So thank you for that. You're welcome. That's what I strive to do. Uh, as far as the competing properties, um, hmm, I don't know, man. I, I, if they're somehow intertwined, right, like uh, an offshoot of one another, and maybe they cross over at some point, I think that's probably a really great idea because you can, it's world building. But there's not just that one specific, uh, like, unit, per se. So it could work. It just depends on which direction they decide to take, in my opinion. Yeah, so I think the best way to think about it is that it's not a remake of Hellraiser. It's a readaption of the Hellbound Heart, which is the best way that we tried to... That's how we tried to look at Pet Cemetery. We failed, but that's how we tried to look at it. Was a readaption. That's how we will approach the uh, the new It movies because they are readaptions of King's novel as opposed to a remake of that of that miniseries. Um, so that's important to remember. I feel like. And secondly, I'm kind of more rooting for the TV series because it's the pilot's going to be directed by David Gordon Green, and it's mm -hmm. has it's, has episodes directed by uh, Michael Doherty. And um, who, of course, did Trick or Treat and Krampus and Godzilla King of the Monsters. And it's written by Mark Verhaven. So, I mean, it just feels like it's kind of got the cards on its side. Plus, with episodic TV, there's more you can do. Mm -hmm. And moving on, uh, guys, did you know that? They know what you did last summer because, and I know what you did last summer TV series is premiering on Amazon <laughs> on October 15th. Oh man. And you're not making that news up, I assume. Nope. Real news. Oh man. Wish you were. Uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to suck. The cynical version of you is something. <laughs> Lydia, what's your thoughts on this idea? It's going to be a TV series. So here's, yeah, so here's the, here's the uh, synopsis for it. One year after the fatal car accident that haunted their graduation night, a group of teenagers find themselves bound together by a dark secret and stalked by a brutal killer. As they try to find and piece together who's after them, they reveal the dark side of their seemingly perfect town in themselves. <laughs> what do you think, Lydia? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of picturing like what they did with the Scream uh, TV series, and I didn't watch that, so I don't really have much to go on. But it's probably not going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. It's for Amazon. Uh, it's uh, it comes out in October. That's crazy. Four, first four episodes will be released in October, and new episodes available each subsequent Friday. That's um, 
that's kind of nuts, guys. Like, I didn't even know that this was a thing that was going on. Did you? Nope. Nope. And I can't say that I'm overly excited about it either. Even the original I Know What You Did Last Summer movies weren't great. We'll, we'll probably get to them at some point in our podcasting lives. Mm-hmm. But they aren't like classics of the genre. They're not even classics of the time period that they were made. Uh, they were basically screen light. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, uh, I did enjoy the first one. But then after that, they just kind of got slightly re- more ridiculous with every, every iteration. They, they get terrible. <laughs> the last one, spoiler alert for you guys. Uh, so if you don't want to know, plug your ears. But the last killer is the ghost of the original killer. Which was the original premise of most of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) First one. Let's move on. Freddy, quit popping up in my face. So guys, October 10th is the 25th anniversary of Wes Craven's Scream. So this is some fun news. Scream is returning to theaters with Phantom Events uh, on Sunday, October 10th, and Monday, October 11th. Um, They'll be treated to behind-the-scenes look at the film featuring vintage interviews with Wes Craven, uh, Kevin Williamson, Nev Campbell, and Courtney Cox. That's awesome. So, I mean, that would be a fun trip for us to take, right? Lydia, would you enjoy that? Oh, yeah, I would just love that. It would be our first field trip. <laughs> we, we'll just dress up like Ghostface. You'll feel perfectly at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not do, that's but... what I'm afraid of. <laughs> It'll keep us safe from, from uh, the pandemic because we'll be wearing our mask. Perfect. Can't that's beat it. Point. All right, guys. Um, let's see here. So, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie has screen tested. Fetty Alvarez is producing it, uh, who, of course, directed the remake to uh, Evil Dead and uh, Don't Breathe. And The Hills Have Eyes, the remake to that as well. He um, is the producer on it, and he said that it uh, has scored just as well as it Don't Breathe 2, which scored even better than the first movie. Um, so it is done filming. It's been rated R for strong bloody violence and gore and language. So does that make you guys a little more excited for this movie, or are you still just kind of ho-hum on this project? Yeah, I think it'll be cool. Um, I love the Evil Dead remake a lot. So hopefully it'll be on that level. Derek? I have high hopes. (laughs) (laughs) I can totally tell. (laughs) Straight face. I have high hopes. I think it shall be good. Yeah, I mean, if it's testing well, that's a that's a positive sign. But uh, that's not the final version of the movie. And so. it's also it also doesn't mean anything. There are tons of movies that have tested great and have been bad. There's tons yeah. of movies that tested poorly that have been great. 
Uh, it all depends on who you get. I mean, for for uh, example, Dark Man, when they held screen tests, they uh, held them with people that had no idea what the movie, you know, what kind of movie they were making. So they're like, I don't like that scene with a naked guy in it. Well, of course you don't, because you're probably uncomfortable with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, a really famous one is um, Halloween 6. It screen tested, uh, and it had a bunch of 10 to 12-year-old kids in the audience saying, this movie's boring. (laughs) And it gave us the Halloween 6 that we have now, which we will eventually get to, for sure. So, yeah, I'm excited for uh, a new Chainsaw movie. My excitement is kind of dropped each time because they keep making them and keep making them poorly mm-hmm. you know like texas chainsaw 3d i was not a fan of and i really didn't like leatherface the newest one uh so it's like i mean what's, I didn't uh, think it was... what's the line do your thing cuz yeah yes that was yeah. so weird was i really weird. like i was i was watching that i watched that in theater and like I wasn't, I was in it. Like, I was okay with it until <laughs> I was like, what the hell did she just say? I didn't watch it in the theaters, but I remember it started. The intro happened. I was like, oh, this is Bill Mosley. This is okay. This is pretty cool, blah, blah. And then it cut to the present day, and it's like, we meet Alexandra Dadaro's character. And I'm like, wait a minute. Shouldn't she be 40 by the math? <laughs> Why does she look like she's 23? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> then I was out of the movie at that point. I was like, because then I tried to justify it. Like, well, maybe it's the 90s. And then a cop shows up with an iPhone. I was like, nope, definitely not the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Now, guys, we have one little more piece of news before we get to business. Um, did you guys hear that they cast Morticia? And Gomez for the new Adams Family deal. Oh my God! Did they really? They did. Now this is animated. Remember, right? Okay. This is animated. Just tell me. So, uh, <laughs> Netflix has a uh, cast. Where is it here? Where is it here? So we have um, Jenna Ortega has been cast as Wednesday Adams. And you know Jenna Ortega from, uh, um, she's in the baby, the newest Babysitter movie um, as the, the heroine of that one. Um, she's been in tons of stuff. Here, let me show you who she is. It doesn't matter because it's just her voice, but uh, that's this way you know who she is. All right, can you guys see all that? Yep. Okay, so there's Jenna Ortega, right? So she's cast as that. Now, guys, here's where it gets crazy. So you know who's playing Morticia? Who? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Is Antonio Banderas going to be? <laughs> yes, Catherine Zeta-Jones is cast as Morticia. Now, guys, <laughs> Here's the best. I really just want to keep you in suspense for this because I'm going to share my screen and to show you who they cast as Gomez. You're going to fucking love it. 
You ready? Okay. So, they cast as Gomez in the new Adam Family's movie. That's right. No. No Louise way. Guzman. What? Well, these are, these are animated, so okay, but that's still like a left field <laughs> casting. What do you oh guys think gosh. of these casting choices? I don't know. I don't know if I'm. The, uh... Go ahead, Lydia. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be happy with who gets cast as them because I just love the original so much, but I. In the movie, you know, in the 90s movies, so that was, like, a perfect cast, really. I agree. I agree. So, like, I, I don't I don't know if this one is going to top that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But. What do you think of this cast, Eric? Uh, it is a hodgepodge <laughs> of characters. I hope they have a lot of fun. Uh, not that they'll be in the same room as each other, so maybe they won't have a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's animated, and that's a good thing, I guess, in this case. <laughs> when when I, when it was announced that Louise Guzman was going to play uh, Gomez, I was like, what? It took me a minute. I was like, I love Louise Guzman, but as Go Gomez? Then I was like... Oh, this is animated. Yeah, he'll totally, he could totally pull that off. You know, Gomez's voice, he can do it. He can do it. But I was like, he would look, he, he looks like a terrible Gomez. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, this is perfect. Have you seen, uh, they came out with a more recent animated uh, movie or series of uh, The Addams Family. Have you seen it? Yeah. I'm not. So if, like, let's say that they just kept the style of those characters, then he fits perfectly with this. Let me see if I can find it, because it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I don't remember who played Morticia in that one. Was it? I don't, I don't, I it was the animated one, right? It came out yeah. a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I really, seeing I don't love the animation of it. I watched it. It was fine. I think Oscar Isaac played Gomez. Uh, Gomez. Yeah. He right? did, yeah. He would make a great live action. He did. Gomez. He did wonderful. He'd make a great yeah. live action Gomez. But like the uh... the animation was so off putting. Oh right, yeah. Oh my god, he would look. Like... Why did they make Gomez so like weird looking? I mean, look at Uncle Fester. Yeah. Like that's oh. awful. When I think of Gomez, I think of like uh, a suave debonair character. Like yeah, I think of Rob Julia. Oh, he really. he played and John Astin. They wrote him as that character. He just but he looks like that. Yeah. And I don't mean people under the stairs, although he could be. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what they were. I don't know. They need to stop with that animation. Yeah, it's not good. So, guys, I got one more thing before we start. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So we, as a group are going to venture into the unknown. No, we are going to take a Monster Squad trivia quiz! Oh, snap. Well, since it's fresh <laughs> in our mind, we should do really well. Yeah, yes. Are you guys ready for this? Let's see All what right. we can get right. Let's do it. 
Sean and Patrick are in the principal's office. Patrick confesses that Sean and other kids call Mrs. Carlson a name. What do they call her? Cat lady. Meow, meow. Meow mix or kitty cat? Ooh. I think it's cat lady. Uh, that is correct. Uh, kitty cat would be from Wedding Crashers, correct? Kitty cat. Come on, kitty cat. EJ is the school bully who picks on fat kid. Jason Harvey, who plays EJ, is also known for what popular 80s TV show? Growing Pain. Hogan's Heroes, Small Wonder, or Wonder Years? Lydia? I have no idea. <laughs> it's Wonder Years. It is Wonder Years. You're right. I was born in the 90s. That's true. We, I mean, that's we be old. But the Wonder Years, it's a classic. It is a great one. Same. Sean's little sister, Phoebe, really wants to be in the Monster Club. She tells Sean she ha he has to let her in. Otherwise, their mom will say it's prescription, degradation, discrimination, <laughs> or elimination. Prescription. prescription. That is correct. Let's see. I think it's correct. I mean, it's not telling me, really. I think we'll find out at the end. <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure most, it was. Through most of the movie, Sean's T-shirt has something written on it. What does it say? Come on, guys. Does it say they live? Monsters Forever, Stephen King Rules, it's or Freddy Krueger Rules? King rules. Stephen King Rules. I want that shirt. I almost bought one so I could wear it for this episode. Ah. Sean's mother buys him a present from a garage sale. What is the gift? A cool t-shirt, a diary, monster book, movie poster. A diary. The movie centers around a magical stone. It can be used for good or evil. What's the stone called? Amulet, armulet, arcelet, abulet. <laughs> that is a weird question. It is pretty a weird sure question. it's amulet, it's a, right, guys? It is amulet, yeah. I don't want to work these out to give Lydia a chance. Sean, <laughs> what a strange thing. That is a weird one. Sean, Patrick, Fat Kid, and Eugene ask Rudy monster questions as a test for him to join the club. Which one is not a question? Is Frankenstein the name of the monster or the guy? What are the two ways to kill a vampire? How do you kill a mummy? How do you kill a werewolf? Let's see. How do you kill a mummy? Which we find out and we'll talk about here in a little bit. There's an old man who helps the monster squad out more than once. We never find out his mm. name. We just know him as freaky German man, scary German guy, crazy German guy, old German man. <laughs> <laughs> Scary German guy. Not Old German man. Lettered, but... I know what you're saying. <clears throat> Fat kid really likes scary German guy. As a matter of fact, he likes him so much as he says, scary German guys, badass, bitchin', awesome, bitchin <laughs> or really cool. Which one is it, guys? Bitchin'. bitchin'. Listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there are five different monsters in the film. Which one is not in the movie? Werewolf, mummy, vampire, or zombie? That's uh, zombie. technically incorrect. There are zombies at the beginning. That is true. I would assume that, that they are zombies. Well, I think they're actually like uh, ghouls. Yeah, but they're, you know, the reanimated dead. As in any anyway. good movie, there's a cute dog. The dog belongs to Eugene and helps the guys out. What's the cute guy's name? Buddy, Pete, Rocky, or Buck? Pete. Rocky, isn't it? Is it Pete? I, 
pretty sure it's Pete. Pete. Let's go with Pete. Go with I don't Pete. remember. Yeah. So we'll find out. It's the mummy Pete. has <laughs> walked off all by himself. How old is that mummy? Ooh, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, or 5,000 years old. I think they said 2,000. You're probably right. What do you think, Leah? Yeah? It would have to be 2,000. I mean, that would make more sense. That'd be in the Actually, BC it would make era. more sense if he was 5,000. Because that was well, around the Egyptian time period. 2,000 would... Anyway, that doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure it's 2,000. Wait. Uh, well, 2000 put him around BC. So, yeah, I think that's right. In 1980, it put him in like 85 BC. Oh, look at that scary, that big scary monster. Poor Eugene is not sleeping in his parents' bed. It's too bad because in his closet is <laughs> swamp creature, werewolf, mummy, or Frankenstein? Mummy. Sean receives a weird phone message. When he unscrambles the word, he figures out the call came from Van Helsing, Dracula, Wolfman, or the Devil. Dracula. It's good, Derek. Very good. Sean is really upset he can't go to the drive-in. All he wants to do is see a stupid movie. What's this movie called? Day of the Monsters? Killer Spiders 8? Death to All Monsters 7 or Groundhog's Day 12? It is Groundhog's, Groundhog's Day 12. Day 12. Which, yeah, it is. We'll talk about Really that confused too. me. Uh, I had you thought Bill Murray was going to pop up? Yeah, I was like, why do they want to go see Groundhog's Day 12? <laughs> Who anyway. takes dirty pictures of Patrick's sister? Rudy, Frankenstein, Sean, or Fat Kid? That's totally Rudy. Actually, Frankenstein. It is Frankenstein, Frankenstein. takes one. Yes. Yeah. When Eugene is with Pete at the swamp, a monster shows up. What does he tell the others has happened to him? Swamp man scare me. Creature stole my Twinkie. Monster <laughs> almost got me. Bad guy over there. Me. <laughs> Creature stole my Twinkie. That is correct. What a great line. It is. Someone warns Sean's dad about Dracula coming after his son. Who calls to warn him? Frankenstein, Detective Sapir, werewolf or scary German guy? Werewolf. Their wolf. Their castle. <laughs> Sean, Patrick, Eugene, and Fat Kid are in the old house on Shadowbrook Road. They narrowly escape Dracula. It is a good thing they have this on hand. Garlic ball, pizza, <laughs> cheeseburger, windsteak. It's B. That is correct. Nah. Look out, Wolfman. It's after Fat Kid. I don't know why I read that all weird. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like I was telling Wolfman to look out. Look out, Wolfman. <laughs> look out. Wolfman is after Fat Kid. Sean gives Fat Kid good advice, and Fat Kid doesn't believe him. As it turns out, Sean is right that what, guys? Wolfman, Wolfman has cards. <laughs> look out, Wolfman. Look out, Wolfman! <laughs> Eugene writes for help because monsters are coming. Who does he write to? The Army, National Guard, the police, the Marines. The Army? The Army, right. I think it's some Army, yeah. Fat Kid shoots and kills a swamp creature. EJ is so impressed, he congratulates Fat Kid by telling him good job. Fat Kid answers back with what? My name's not Fat Kid. 
It's no. Horus. He says, my name is Horus. That is what he says, Lydia. Uh, Correct. Um, well, looks like we ended that quiz. Uh, I think we got all those right. <laughs> it, just, it just broke on me. So we're just going to say it was right. What we'll also do is we will edit that to be at the end of the episode, since we're going to go through these beats now at the beginning of the episode. That sound okay. good? Sounds good. <clears throat> All right, guys, are you ready to get started on the Monster Squad? Do it. Ready. Ready. Ready! All right. So, the opening scene of the Monster Squad, we are back in time, and we get to see... 100 years ago. 100 years. 100 years. We get to see Van Helsing and all of his buddies uh, trying to stop Dracula in the army of evil. Right? And it sets the tone of fun for this movie. We see um, the Virgin reading from the book and the portal appears and everybody's getting sucked into the portal. Um, what do you guys think of this opening scene? pretty wild a lot of a lot of flashing lights um yeah so i was a little confused because like i you know i've only seen this movie like once or twice and i was just like what is happening at this beginning here but you start to figure it out as it goes on that's that's true and i forgot to ask us about that so you've seen this before lydia just hasn't been a lot and not a lot not for a while yeah i've probably seen it like twice Okay. Derek, you grew up with this movie. I did grow up with this movie. And, and I, I was a little dis oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was a little disappointed in the opening scene. I liked the like setup. I really did set the tone. I liked it going back in time. They opened up that awesome portal. <laughs> hey the special effects in the in the day were, you know, they were what they were, but uh they open up a portal and they throw in like Brides of Dracula, and they throw in a couple of zombies or ghouls, and then you realize there's literally no other monsters in sight. Like, there's no Dracula, there's no, like, I, I kind of wondered what the point was of them opening that portal at that specific time because they, they hardly did anything. Yeah. I, I guess it was because they were originally going to uh, take everybody there, but they weren't, or whatever reason, they attacked the castle, is what I'm guessing. They're storming the castle. Yeah, but what it does set up, what it does set up, is the MacGuffin. Sets up our MacGuffin. It sets up the a ritual that is used with the MacGuffin, and it sets up uh, that the there was a squad that fought these people a hundred years ago. So basically, what it's setting up is that there needs to be a a group of people to fight the monsters off in the in the modern day, if we're to mm -hmm. make it. And it just happens to be a group of 12-year-old boys. I wish that they would have uh, had, like, a throwaway monster, right? I mean, they, they did have the Brides of Dracula, I guess. But uh, I just felt like it was a little bit of a wasted scene because there weren't any big bads there. There were more or less, like, the minions. Well, I think it had to be because they only had rights to certain monsters. And they, they could, could have not... made one up. Well, I guess. Like but I mean, foot. The... The point of it is to be, you know, it's a tribute to those classic monsters. So mm -hmm. it has to be those classic monsters. And you you don't want to license them just to, you know, 
throw him into a portal at the beginning, I guess. Well, no, and, and that is, that's a fair point. Um, but I would have had some sort of like, I mean, even if you made a monster up, like, you know, it, it would have had a little bit more of an impact for me. It just felt like a more of a, like, ah, we came, we saw, and we lost our best guy because I think Van Helsing actually gets sucked into the portal. Yes, uh, he does. We find out later. So does but the it's Virgin, by the way. The it's, Virgin it, gets sucked into that thing, too. Yes, yes, she definitely does. <clears throat> so oh, then we cool. fast forward to 100 years later, present day, 1985. And we meet uh, two of our protagonists. Um, we meet... Um, oh, sorry. I just drew a blank on everything that I was saying. We meet our two. We meet Sean and uh, Eugene, right? So we meet in yep. the opening scene, and they're they're talking to the principal, and the principal is telling them about uh, basically they're not paying attention in, in in science class, and they're drawing pictures of uh, of things, and it's like this picture of a weird giant spider person, and the principal says one of my favorite things of all time when he talks about. I remember when I was a kid. Look, I get it. I'm a cool dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, um, and then he at some point he was like, "Oh, what's cooler than science?" Very prescient. <laughs> well, these, these days. kids, pretty much everything. Yeah, what's pretty that? much. Yeah, I said that's prescient in these days. <laughs> See, they could have had a giant spider at the beginning of that. Would you you need to get off the opening scene? Work. Past it it. worked. <laughs> Past it. Lydia, what do you think of this introduction to our characters? Yeah, I liked it. Um, I think the kids are so cute. I don't know. Like I was like, oh, these kids are great together. Like they look like real kids in a principal's office. And like mm -hmm. the teachers just being weird saying cool things like, science is cool. I dig it, man. That's it. I dig okay. it, man. And it's like yeah, they they look at each other like, what is he doing right now? So it's pretty adorable. It is. Mm -hmm. And the kids have, let's talk about the kids for a minute. They have great chemistry. Yeah. All the kids, all the kids in this movie, there's not a bad actor in this group. Like in some of these movies, you have the one that's like, eh. but even uh, Phoebe is very good for being as young as she is. I love Phoebe so much. She does such a great job for being as yeah. young as she is. She is so sweet. She is very sweet. So from there, uh, they move forward and they end up talk, talk, running into, um, or they're talking to each other in the hall. And uh, they, you know, they talk about how the principal might be uh, a homo. And the, the first yeah. five minutes is a little rough because they talk yeah. about that. Then Fat Kid runs into EJ in the bully. And he calls him the F slur about four times in this yeah. in this scene. Granted, it was the 1980s, a different time. Would never fly today. Um, but as I was Most watching, I was like, Damon. "Ooh, eek!" <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I I feel the same way. It's definitely not okay. But like when you're watching a movie that is that old, like it's kind of you know you just kind of take it. And like you're like, okay, well, we've, you know, gotten a little bit better about <laughs> how we speak to people now. Maybe not, you know, I mean, kids are brutal. You know, they say mean things to other kids and, and he got, he got what, you know, 
I think they set him up saying that so that he could, you know, get it, get a taste of his own medicine in the end of like, you know, he stomps his Snickers bar into the ground and Rudy comes along and saves the day and makes him pick it up and eat it. And you're just like, yeah, you deserve that fully. Derek, the F root word before we move on to Rudy. Yeah. So you and I uh, talked about this off camera and, uh, uh, that was actually one of the problems that I had with this movie. Well, the first couple of parts for um, some of those slurs, but, you know, talking to it with you, this is a teachable moment for your kids. Like when, I mean, I want my son to watch this movie. It was a great movie. It was really enjoyable. Uh, it takes me back to my childhood. So like those moments when they come up, I think you at least have to acknowledge like, hey, that's not how, you know, you talk to people. That's a bad word and kind of you know explain that to them. But Everything Lydia said was awesome. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and also, speaking of what you said, Lydia, we are introduced to Rudy next. And can yes, I so just yeah. say, besides Sean, Rudy is the coolest of all time. Yeah. How cool was When Rudy? he came on screen, all I wanted to say was, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the introduction to Rudy is wonderful because we get that, we get the close up of his bike. And then his foot, as he lights the match, then he brings it up and he lights a cigarette. And you're like, oh, this guy's awesome. Like, I just already know he's awesome. Yeah, the he fact that he's on the, the good team, you know, like, he's on the good side. Yeah, it's interesting. In a lot of movies, we would have you, there'd be the scene where he picks on him or he's just kind of aloof and by himself. And then eventually the, the gang lures him over to, you know, join their club which they kind of haven't joined the club, but Rudy doesn't need persuaded to join the good side. He's already there. Yeah. He's already yeah. the good, he's already a good guy. Yeah. So he sees this going on and he's like, so you're messing with my friend Horace. He's not even like, leave that fat kid alone. He literally says, I see you're giving my friend Horace a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. So before anybody else even humanizes Horace, Rudy does, you know, his friends yeah. lovingly call him fat kid, but Rudy's, just calls him by his name, and it's a great little character beat, little, little character really to show you who he is. Yeah, and I love that, that they immediately, like, put him on their team. It's You're right, they don't have to persuade him, they don't have to really recruit him necessarily, even though they have to pass the test to get into the club, but uh, yeah, he's automatically on their side. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, instantaneous. So then we uh, move from there, basically, to um, the first scene of Dracula. I mean, we get some setup with uh, parents and stuff, which we'll get more into in a little bit. But we we go into uh, this airplane flying in the air, which is, uh, by the way, it's Browning uh, Cargo, if you guys didn't catch that. The name of the plane is Browning Cargo, which is named after the director, Todd Browning, who directed the first Dracula movie, as oh, well wow. as Frank and such. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I know we're like kind of past the opening scene, but I do have one more, and it's not a critique. It's actually, I loved it. Uh, the scene where the brides of Dracula are coming out of the coffin is like, uh, in a lot of ways, kind of mirroring that uh, uh, the old Dracula movie. Mm. Like the way that they open the coffins and they stick their hands out. Yes. And then you come upon Dracula. I, I felt yes. like that was an homage to 
We totally skipped over that scene. That is such a cool. We did. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that scene. Stan Winston. Yeah. Yeah. That is great. That is great. And the, it's a perfect the, homage to those. Yes. Like the him transforming. Mm. The, yeah. The bat. Like mm -hmm. the, I loved the bat. And then you actually like see him transform. It was really cool. Yeah. The bat is cool. And it has a really cool part towards the end of the movie, I think. Uh, I yeah, like the way that they shot that, where he's like yeah. waking up as the bat. Yes. And then like the shot to the hands, which are the real hand. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. And then to the ground where he's catching himself and he's. It's a. Anyway, I'm telling but... you, I think the opening to this movie is great, Eric. Oh, I do too. I just, you know, <laughs> would have liked them to have uh, made it more meaningful. I would have liked him to have thrown a giant spider in there. Is what I'm saying. A giant spider. That's exactly <laughs> right. That would have been perfect with like a human head. Yeah, thank you, Lydia. You're welcome. Me on my side. <laughs> that would have been excellent. Uh, I think that, it. They were drawing that, <laughs> and it oh was just God. never. It never actually existed because they just got sucked into that portal. <laughs> so yeah, we meet Dracula in this scene. We have. Uh, we see that these guys are transporting cargo, and one of the pilots goes back to investigate. And we find out that he's actually transporting Frank a crate that says Frankenstein's monster on it. Mm -hmm. And so the, the Dracula appears and fights the pilot. The pilot pulls the lever to drop the cargo, and Dracula floats mm -hmm. in midair. What do you guys think of Dracula in this movie? Because I think he's a, a badass. Oh, he's totally a badass. Yeah, he's, oh, he's pretty awesome. freaky. Great Dracula. Yeah, he right? nails this part. Yeah, he nails this part. He does a great job. Although I will say it is quite the coincidence <laughs> that they release the cargo right over the town that just happens to have that amulet in it. But we're skipping over that part. Uh, but yeah, he's he's fantastic. It's not coincidence. I think all the monsters. It's fate. I think he was he was planning on doing that the whole time, and the pilot yeah. got in the way. Yeah. And did it for him. You know. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Wearing a Dracula shirt also, by the way. Oh, yeah, you are. Nice. <laughs> it's a nice one. I wish I had a Dracula shirt. Stupid, regular black shirt that I'm wearing. So, yeah, then the next scene we get is uh, Sean at home. And, I mean, we, we um, of course, get the, the gang walking home. We're introduced to the seeds of a uh, scary German guy. Wait, 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 wait. I got a... I got a little bit of an issue with this uh, walking home beat. Okay. Because his sister's just randomly walking on this sidewalk. <laughs> She's, what, five? Derek, do you remember the 80s at all? I, I know. Well, I mean, a little bit, but... Uh... She's just like randomly walking around town, this five-year-old by herself. Yeah. And then she when we were seven, when we were seven, we were just allowed to roam the block. Well, yeah, but you were seven. You weren't five. About to you say. You knew your phone number. Which back then you had to know your parents' phone number. You had to memorize those things. They weren't just in your, your phone. Like, I don't even know. I can barely remember my wife's phone number. But anyway. I, don't, I, I remember, the only reason I remember my wife's is because I love her so greatly. And I have to put it in every single time I get Kroger's. So I could get the Kroger rewards. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I know my, my wife's is because I had to feed it back to uh, Panera Bread so much. But anyway. So this walking home beat, we get, um, we're introduced to 
scary German guy. Like the seeds are planted. We see his house. They talk about him a little bit. Um, mm. So we're introduced to Phoebe, who is Sean's younger sister. And then we're introduced, or so then uh, Fat Kid brings up, hey guys, can Rudy join the club? And um, they're like, oh, yeah, I think we can I think we can let him in. Sure, why not? We'll have to take a monster quiz though. <laughs> yeah. So once they get home, uh, we, we see, you know, we, we see a little bit of the monster squad. We see the monster squad. Uh, yeah. I'm out. I, I want to build Clark this treehouse, dude. One day. That treehouse was amazing. Uh, that treehouse was really cool. <laughs> that treehouse was amazing. It had like wings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. hey, I'm yeah. going to sleep over in the west wing. You can have the east. That's yeah, what's really cool awesome. about it. And like the posters of monsters everywhere. Oh, God. Yeah. Can you imagine? I wish that we, we had that growing up. I didn't have that. I mean, I had like my own cool little room. But I didn't have a freaking that's, tree house. That's where we need to go. When we get famous with this podcast, we're going to start recording in a tree house. An air-conditioned tree house. Yes. No, no, no. So listen. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Listen, Linda. Listen. <laughs> that's a, anyway, if you've ever seen that video, it's pretty awesome. Uh, there's a house that's it's kind of far away from us, but sometimes we pass it. They literally have a freaking, like, uh, rope bridge that connects their awesome treehouse with sliding glass doors. They have a rope bridge that connects it to the house. Dang. So are you suggesting that we buy this house? No, well, that or, you know, just sneak into their, their treehouse. Or just sneak in, hang posters, <laughs> record, we and just, then leave. Don't mind, we're just recording a podcast, sir. Yeah, You can put down your shotgun. No, it's cool if your eight-year-old daughter hangs out with us. That's fine. <laughs> Phoebe, little Phoebe is there. <laughs> Might have a problem with that part, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that treehouse. He's is like, amazing. can I be a part of your podcast? No, sir. No, you cannot. And I'll tell you why. Because when I first walked up here, you gave me a dirty look and you said that the second Pet Cemetery, the remake of Pet Cemetery, was better than the first Pet Cemetery. <laughs> so I you're not allowed really in our group. You'll probably say it's prescription. <laughs> This is prescription. <laughs> <laughs> so just kind of jumping around, uh, I really like the scene where we, um, Sean talks to his dad about wanting to go to the movies and wanting to go see mm -hmm. Groundhog Day number 12, which is obviously a parody of Friday the 13th. Yeah. And him and his dad have this great little banner and you can tell that they have a really great relationship. Like, yeah. this dad is overworked. He and his wife are having problems, but he tries to be there for his son. And I really yeah, thought that was that. cool. Fritz, man. They're going to see a marriage counselor. Yeah, they're going to see a marriage counselor. And there's a great joke where he goes, where are you guys going? Marriage counselor. Again? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you do that last week? What's really cool is the, the end of this beat, because, of course, he gets called out because of, well, the stuff that we're about to talk about. But he gets called out because of the mummy situation. But um, when he comes back later and Sean's on the roof looking at the, um, watching the drive-in movie with binoculars in a radio, which, mm -hmm. by the way, would be the coolest thing. Wouldn't that be so awesome? That would Sitting be awesome. Sitting on the roof, Prime watching the drive-in. Right yeah. 
perfect, prime right? Real estate. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you just get yourself like one of those like uh you know stands, binocular stands, so then you just kind of sit in there and watch it and uh, have your radio on, you're good to go. Uh but that that when his dad comes up and finishes watching the movie with him, brings him food. It's a great little uh beat. Like I I, I really you can really tell that this guy their marriage is, you know, having trouble, but he really, they, they do love each other, and he definitely loves his kids, which is good to see. But enough yeah, of that. See, you know, and... Go ahead. Well, he's, gonna... a, he's a police officer, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, you see why their marriage is kind of, why they're doing that, because they're, you know, that's just a hard job to have. It is. It is. I mean, especially since it looks like he's working like the, the late shift. Yeah. Every night he's working nights. He's just never there. Yeah, he's never there because crime doesn't stop in this town of uh, <laughs> Monster Squadville. I don't know. Where the hell did they live? Do you guys know that? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to say it's Derry, Maine. <laughs> Every Stephen King story takes place in Maine. So this takes place there as well. Um. But what's really great is we get our first scene of the Wolfman around this time. And he, oh, yeah. you know, he's being held in the police station and he's telling them, lock me up, lock me up, because if you don't lock me up, it's a full moon tonight. I'm going to turn into the werewolf. And they're just like, nah, man, you're crazy, right? <laughs> so he flips out, beats a bunch of them up, fires the gun and says, lock me up. And he gets shot. Of course, he comes back, right? Because as we found yeah. out in the monster scene, of course, what do we find out? There's the only one way man, to kill, kill a werewolf. Only one way. And Rudy got it right. There's only one way to kill a werewolf. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, if you look up this uh, this guy's name in the uh, like the credits uh -huh. <laughs> on IMDb, he's listed as Desperate Man. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Oh, he is desperate. He's desperate he to is. not be a werewolf. I love him. Yeah, yeah he's he really good. Really, the actor I... that plays him is really good. Yeah, he does a great job. You you do feel his desperation. You feel like the good in this guy that he doesn't want to turn oh, into yeah. this monster, but he tragically has to. You know. Well, I mean, yeah. not to you know jump all the way to the end, but I mean, he thanks Rudy. Yes. At the end. Yeah, he's freed of his curse. Freed of his curse. Yep. Then we're also introduced to the mummy who has busted out of the museum, waddled his yep. way out. Um, and of course ends up yeah, in... that place under wraps. <laughs> and... <laughs> Good one. He uh, ends up, of course, in Eugene's closet, which is very cute. Yeah. And he says, you know, tells him about the monster and the dad. This dad, by the way, in that scene. What do you guys think of the dad in the monster he has, scene? He has two sides. Awesome dad and dickhead dad. Because <laughs> at first he's playing along. He's like, oh, you know, out, out, everybody out. Not you, you too, you get out of here. And then when he actually gets to the monster, he's like kind of mocking his kid. <laughs> like, there's no monsters in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, an idiot? What's going on over here? Yeah. <laughs> He's an Italian gangster in our version of it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know. Get out of here. What are you they're, doing? They're everywhere. So, uh, yeah, so, of course, um, the detectives, Dell is is uh, Sean's dad's name. Dell is called off to look at, to find out what's going on here. He visits the museum and talks about the mummy, and uh, he's starting to piece together that there's some weird stuff going on around here. Um, then we're introduced to one of my favorite scenes, where the monsters gather. Right, Dracula mm -hmm. gathers the monsters for the first time, and the first time we meet the creature, Gilman. He raises mm -hmm. up Frankenstein's coffin, and they place it there. And he, Dracula, pulls out the these electrodes from his crank, from his cane, and attaches them to the monster. And then, Dude. so awesome, he holds it up, and it gets struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, monster heaven. So two things about this. One, I love it. I love this scene, um, and that's really awesome the way that they bring him back. But two, like, how how does Dra how is Dracula like that hip with technology? That, that would take some ingenuity to create a cane like that. Not really. I'm Dude. pretty sure those things were magnetized to clip to his neck. No, they clip. They clip. They're just no, they just clips. They like stuck in place. It's magic. They're monsters. Yeah. And he's a monster. Mm. And he's That's been around for hundreds of years. Born. And he has a car. And he's been around for hundreds of years. He does have a car, which is apparently uh, not transparent, but a ghost uh, car, kind of. A ghost car, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I love this scene. And I especially love when he wakes up Frankenstein and he reaches for him, and Dracula reaches his hand down, and they kind of, he and Dracula kind of, freeze looking at each other and the look on Dracula's face is like this concerning look and then we pan out to this beautiful shot of the monsters in the swamp I'm like ah oh, that's perfect filmmaking well right I there. had to uh I rewound it and turn the subcat or the subtitles on so that I could understand what uh uh Frankie was saying I'm gonna call him Frankie uh what he was saying and he did call him master so he knew right yeah. away well, he's, yeah. I mean, even Dracula referred to him as old friend, so there's a history there. Yeah, and that's what's really cool is, but he's not really his old friend. He is a servant, and that's what he discovers once he leaves, is that he was uh, the servant. And then uh, that's when we have our first Monster Squad meeting is coming up. So we he finds out, Sean finds out that the person that is inquiring about this book that his mom bought him, this diary, was a Mr. Alucard. Which we all absolutely. know, Alucard backwards is what? Dracula. There's absolutely no way that any kid on this, well, I guess their, you know, probability is one in a billion. Who would, like, look at that name and be like, oh, I'm going to spell it backwards. That's got to be a synonym for something he doesn't even spell it backwards he starts you know jumbling the words jumbling the letters up well it's because he recognizes something. there's two reasons guys two reasons one he recognizes that the name that it looks familiar like there's something about this name that looks familiar so that's why he has to do it secondly i would have seen alucard and immediately known it was dracula because i've watched dracula movies <laughs> in son of dracula that's the very beginning of the movie Alucard, and he goes, 
D-R-A-C. What are you doing? Oh, I don't know. Just something funny about this. And Sean is, if nothing else, what? A monster expert. So, of course, he knows that Alucard spells Dracula. But he still tries to jumble the words first before he gets to it. I think that's for our sake. That's for the audience's sake. That's why it was written like that. So it shows him thinking, huh, maybe this. Instead of him just looking at it and being like, yeah, I would have looked at it and been like, <laughs> I would have totally mispronounced it first off. Well, yeah, I mean, you like, also uh, wouldn't have Alec. known how it was spelled. <laughs> <laughs> that was Wait so rude. It's Did you true. say you're going to need a it's moment? 100% true. <laughs> it's 100% true, though. Derek is the worst at spelling, aren't you, Derek? <laughs> I am. True. I'm the worst at uh, penmanship because I'm trying to read my notes. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck am I saying here? So, yeah, the um, after he finds this out and he realizes that monsters are real, essentially. right? He's starting to figure out because of the, the, the werewolf shooting, the missing mummy, that monsters seem to be real. Mm-hmm. So he holds the first mon- official Monster Squad meeting. And that's when he names themselves the Monster Squad. So they have their meeting. They uh, talk about how they've got to have this book translated. And it's in German. And the only way to do that is to... First they mention uh, the sister. And he says, uh, "My, you know, my sister knows German. And Horace says, no, she doesn't. She just hangs out and lets people feel her tits. (laughs) (laughs) she takes a german class yeah and he's like she doesn't know german she doesn't speak german she just hangs out and lets people grab her tits (laughs) this movie has some great liners in it man yeah it does that's that's one of them so he uh so they're like scary german guys the answer so they go visit scary german guy and uh, find out that he's actually a really nice German guy. That's he... it. Wait, sorry. I think that's the scene where they're in the they're in the treehouse all together, uh-huh. where the kid mm-hmm. brings his has his dog up there, and mm-hmm. the <laughs> Rudy's like, "Rudy, how's that dog get up here, anyways?" <laughs> yeah, that's such yeah. a great. That made me laugh pretty good. Point. Yeah, such a good point that I yeah, didn't it, think about, but he was like, how did that dog get up here? <laughs> that scene made me laugh so hard, too, when I watched it last night, because it's so great, because it's like this, you know, triumphant moment, and yeah. they're, like, putting their hands in, and they're doing the whole thing, and then you just yeah. hear Rudy say, then when the dog's hand goes out, he's like, how did that dog get up here, anyway? <laughs> just so classic. Yes. And then so it just classic. cuts immediately. Yeah, it just cuts. <clears throat> and so we find out uh, Scary German guys actually nice German guy. He, he's like, you guys are running out of time for another piece of pie. <laughs> yeah. I would be really freaked out if I saw that guy. Me, though. Yeah, this is a great scene because yeah. he yeah. explains to them about everything that happens, you know, and then as they're leaving and he's like, you know, I'm on your side or whatever. And they say, uh, he's like, it seems like you've seen monsters before. And he says, Perhaps I have. And he shuts the door and you realize that he's he was in a concentration camp during World War II. Yep. 
Yeah. And it's it's very poignant. Oh, 100 percent, man. It got me. Yeah. When that happened. He's like, oh, perhaps. Yeah. No, he says, what is he? He says, man, you know a lot about monsters. And he's like, yeah, now that now that you say that, I do. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So great. I kind of want to go off on a tangent right now, but I'm going to stay focused. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll just get back to it. There's a lot we could say there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great poignant scene. It's it's very yeah. good, and it um, humanizes him immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And you see why he's kind of uh, eccentric and keeps to himself. He's seen the worst yeah. that humanity has to offer. 100%. Sorry, I'm trying to read my notes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So then we get this great montage of uh but first we introduce we meet frankenstein ends up being introduced to the squad because dracula orders him to go find the book from the kids and he says if they give you trouble kill them and frankenstein immediately you could see in his face is like i don't i don't know about that i don't i don't like that but he's like yes master and he, of course, stumbles upon Phoebe, who's the nicest, sweetest girl. So he immediately mm-hmm. falls in love and befriends Phoebe. And the scene when he's first introduced to the, the squad is hilarious. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, that was really funny. Um, I I just wanted to say that, like Derek was saying earlier, that it kind of mirrors the original Frankenstein to like where he's standing there. Um, I don't know. Are they by the water? Yeah, I'm not sure if they're the by the water, house. but yeah, they're they're just by the treehouse. Um, but he's kind of just standing there, like towering over this tiny little girl, and you just kind of think of like the original Frankenstein, and yeah, you're kind of scared for a second. You're like, oh no, and then they become friends, and it's cool. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of similar because in Frankenstein, in in the um, James Wales Frankenstein, he doesn't mean to hurt the little girl. He just doesn't no. know. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah. And so this Frankenstein, you know, he's a, it's the same thing. He befriends her, but mm-hmm. he values her. And what's great is when the when the when the squad actually meets him, and they all run off, and then Sean yeah, approaches love- because he's the leader. He has to. He's the leader. Yeah. Well, dude, I I love how Horace runs and jumps into a trash can. <laughs> yes. Horace like that's gonna uh, like that's gonna help at all. Yeah. He's like, Sean, Sean, don't die. Don't die, Sean. <laughs> and he, you know, he's like, hey, this guy's great. And pushes him. And Frankenstein, like, pushes him down. <laughs> <laughs> and so Frankenstein joins the squad. He's up in the treehouse with them. They're talking about um, basically what to do. Don't tell our parents. And they're like, can we get him out of here? He's, he's kind of gross. <laughs> Wasn't that Horace who said that? Yeah, and then they show him the yeah. mask, the Frankenstein mask, and it's a great uh, scene. Shows him the Frankenstein mask, and he like kind of crushes it, and then he's like, scary, you know, scary. Yeah. And that's when they realize, oh, he's not bad. He's on yeah. our side. And this is yeah. also the scene where Frankenstein is messing with the, uh, she teaches Camera. him, he finds out, find out he's learned some words from Phoebe, such as bogus, 
So he's messing with the camera and accidentally takes a picture of uh, the the sister changing and says, bogus, bogus. Well, is this this also the scene where one of them calls him a monster and he, uh, Sean turns and looks at him and says, don't call him that? There's, it's either this or maybe later, but. I feel like it's later. I think it's later, yeah. I think it is later. I think it's uh, towards the end. So he, um, not bad. Basically, the squad at this point, uh, Frankenstein takes the picture, which comes into play here momentarily. So uh, Rudy goes and gets the, the, you know, he's getting his pictures developed, and he looks at him, and he finds the picture of the, the new picture of her, and he spits out his drink, which he does a couple of times in this movie. And uh, we get this great montage where they're gearing up to fight the monsters. And I love this montage. I love Rudy in class building uh, silver bullets and stakes. Yeah. Shot yeah. Clap. So awesome. Yeah. Well, I love see, the, uh, where he's making the bullets and then it cuts to uh, Sean's mom and she's missing all of her, uh, silver. her silver. Yeah. <laughs> so great. And she's like, where did it go? So she, yeah. So they're, they're gearing up, ready to go. And, um, as they're doing this, uh, you know, the, the, the kids are in school and they're doing their stuff. And once once he finds the new picture, it does this great cut where it's just Frankenstein wearing his sunglasses. And he's holding up the picture like this and the rest of the gang are jumping, trying to get it. Uh, at this point, um, what's his name? Um, writes a letter to the police or to the army saying, hey, uh, monsters are coming for us. Send help. Eugene. Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. Dude, Eugene. That cracks me up. Yeah. So he sends it. show up at the end of the movie. You're like, ah, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it is cute. So, um. Because he wrote it in crayon, right? Yes. What yeah. is, so, whose sister is it? What's his name? Why am I drawing a blank? Oh. That's Pat. Uh, Patrick, right? Yeah, Patrick. Patrick, right. So it's Patrick's sister. That's right. Okay, so um, Frankenstein leads them to the lair. And this scene here is great. So before we get to the, before the kids arrive at the lair, we get this great scene of, of Frankenstein discovering the amulet in the wall. But it's, of course, blocked off with a bunch of crucifixes. He can't get to it. Um, and he has the wolfman knocked out with... Um, tranquilizers essentially he thinks he fed him some tranquilizers to knock him out until he becomes a wolf man and he can do his bidding for him and um the wolf man escapes and goes to the nearest gas station and calls the police and talks to sean's dad and says listen i'm the guy you shot last night they're at uh, 666 shadow brook lane they're coming and he's just like yeah whatever and he's like he's going to kill your son Yep. And that doesn't sit well with him at all. So he, they go, he goes to investigate. Meanwhile, while they're doing that, the gang arrives, and there's this big, great scene in, this, in the mansion. We find out that uh, we see the creature, which uh, was he due to Eugene, guys? Do you remember? What does the creature do to Eugene? He takes his Twinkie. Oh, he uh, takes his Twinkie, yeah. Yeah. 
creature took my Twinkie. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I was lost there for a second. Yeah, took yeah, me yeah. a second. So um, they they end up in the mansion, and Frankenstein seemingly dies. The, the thing collapses and seemingly kills him. Meanwhile, there is a scene earlier where we see that Dracula has been feeding off of these young women that are locked in a closet. Yep. Which is quite disturbing, really, for a kid's movie, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and they are now his three brides. So they attack. Um, there's this great shot of them coming down the hallway, creature at the other point, and Dracula coming down. So they're trapped. And Sean starts messing with stuff on the wall, and Forrest says, What are you doing? And he says, Haven't you ever read a Hardy Boys book? <laughs> there has to be a. There's got to be a secret way to around here somewhere. And of course, uh, once the Wolfman gets too close, Sean tells him to kick him in the nards. Yep. And of course, Horace does, and he says the immortal line Wolfman Wolfman's got nards. Exactly. Wolfman's got nards. Um, I think so they made escape. a short film. Yeah. So they Wolfman's got nards. Oh, there's tons of things. There's a uh, YouTube channel called Wolfman's Got Nards. And a well, uh, so I looked up uh, the actor who plays Sean, and he played or he uh, is in a movie called Wolfman's Got yeah, Nards. Yeah, it's, it's the documentary of the Monster Squad. Oh, it is, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. It's I'm Andre Gower. So. Yep. We end up in the basement. They. Take the amulet, and there's this great... I love the way the amulet room looks, by the way, when it's glowing. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool effect. It, it looks so... That green is so awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like lasers. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. So he grabs the amulet. Dracula, of course, goes up and grabs him, and he's like, give it to me! Dracula is a mean motherfucker in this movie. He is yeah. just yeah, he is. mean. And luckily, Horace has a uh, random pizza slice of pizza that he was eating earlier. Luckily, uh, oh, luckily he's a fat kid, later. right? And it has <laughs> garlic on it. Smashes it into Dracula's face, and it burns his face. One of the my one of the scenes that I always remembered as a kid. I always remembered. Okay, so if vampires attack and there's garlic on a pizza, I can just throw that at them. I'll be safe. Actually, we kind of play off that joke in uh, I Saw What I Saw, uh, one of our short films, where I sprinkle uh, garlic salt around the windows to keep the vampires out. Yeah. Um, if you have not seen that, check it out. It's on YouTube. Actually, it's not. It's on Facebook, isn't it? Pilot Productions. Facebook. So then we, we barrel into the third act now. We're going into the third act. The squad escapes um, with the reinforcements. They they have blackmailed the sister because the, she tells him that she's a virgin. They blackmail her to read the stuff, and the squad heads out to the town hall because in the middle of town, there's a big church. That's the best place to do this whole thing. Meanwhile, the, the dad, Dell. Is, is driving that way, and that's when the ghost car happens that we talked about earlier. Yep. And he races. Dracula just straight up goes to Sean's house and 
wrecks into it. And then this motherfucker rolls up there with some dynamite and blows mm-hmm. up the Monster Squad headquarters. Can you believe this shit? Yeah, do you know what he says after he, the the house or the treehouse explodes? What is that? He goes, meeting adjourned. Son of a bitch. I know, what an a-hole. Yeah, just evil, evil. This Dracula, I'm telling you, is mean. This is the meanest Dracula. Well, he like, gets meaner. To the yeah, BB he scene, does. Yeah. He gets, uh, gives, puts Gary Oldman to shame. <laughs> this Dracula. So, <laughs> yeah. So then the, uh, so then Dell shows up and Dracula lights another, which by the way is cool. He lights it with his eyes. And, yeah. And throws the grenade and blows up Dale's partner. So Dale's partner is gone. <laughs> Poor bastard, just dynamite. Yeah, stuck. Yeah. Dude, I dynamite was so happy when he up. died. He was such an annoying character. <laughs> he's a good policeman. He was... Didn't you know he's a good policeman? Well, he was a good policeman, I guess. That's he what he says throughout the, the whole thing. <laughs> when he died, I'm like, well, <laughs> shit happens. But anyway, I was happy when he died. I thought he would just get out of the car. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he didn't have enough time. Yeah, he just kind of sat there for a minute. You know what? Well, in he had enough kid, time to yell for his partner. In a kid's movie these days, that guy 100% would have gotten out of the car and been like the little black end. And, oh, he would have escaped. Movies in the 80s had teeth. So <laughs> he dies. He, he legit yeah. just is corpsed up. Yep. Corpsed up, never to return. But right before he goes, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so Dell unloads some uh, bullets into Dracula, and he, they just go right through him. Mm-hmm. And he says, your son will die tonight. Mm-hmm. And then transforms into a bat. And it's the cool, we see it via shadow. We see him transform you know- to the bat and fly off. You know they were like, man, we really got to cut uh, one of these special effects. <laughs> well, I th- I think the reason they did it, actually, was an homage to the old Dracula movies. That's how they used to do it. They would show him Ooh. transform via shadow because that's that's the effects they had. You know, that's the easiest way. It leaves more to the imagination. And most importantly, for the, for the 40s and 50s, you didn't have the technology to do it. So it was, show him, do it on the shadow, and then you cut to the bat flying away. So it was a perfect homage to that, because they show transformations. Oh, they've shown transformations already. We know they can do it. Yeah. Um, So then the big third act finale happens. Here we are, guys. We're in the middle of Town Square. The monsters are coming. They're They're being chased, by the way. We forgot to mention the death of the mummy. So as they're making their getaway, the mummy attacks them, jumps out of the car. And this is one of my, like, just such a brilliant death. Like, such a great idea. Rudy, who earlier in the movie stole uh, bow and arrows, uh, ties a piece of the, they tie it to the arrow. They tie a piece of the the slack to the arrow. And Rudy shoots it into a tree. Of the mummy's wrapping. Yeah, and... As the car drives by, it starts to unwrap the mummy. Yeah. Awesome. What do you guys think that of that? Brilliant. Really cool. Yeah. Don't know how they did that, but they nailed it. Yeah, it's such I'm really a cool sad effect. That, uh, 
that we didn't get to do that, but it was really awesome. It was, I mean, it was a, a great uh, improvisation on his behalf. Yeah. I'd be like, oh man, I'm going to nail this guy to the tree and just watch him unravel. And, I and think, then at the end, know, they... like whenever they go around the corner and all you see is his skull. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's great. great. So I'm thinking his, his thought process is, well, I'll attach him to this tree and he'll stay. But instead he starts to unravel, which works even better. It's like, oh, okay. We got, got rid of him. So there's one monster down. Guys, during this big throwdown in the in the town hall, like Rudy just shows how much of the MVP he is. Like Rudy is just too cool for school during this whole scene. He kills most of the monsters. He does. Well, and whenever he uh, goes out to uh, confront the the new brides of Dracula, who was it? Is it Horace? Says, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm part of the squad, aren't I? Or yeah, that's like my that. I'm part of the damn squad, aren't I? I'm part of the goddamn squad is what I think he says. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? That's it. I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? He has a cigarette a dangling badass. from his mouth. So bad. Yeah, minus the cigarette. Badass. Yeah, you just hate the cigarette. Yep. But, um, so Dracula gets shot through a window as a, in bat form. And Sean's dad goes up to basically kill him. And we see Dracula in, like, half bat, half man form. And it's, like, really gross looking. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this. I miss practical effects. He's all like... <laughs> And then the Wolfman comes up and just like wrecks this dude. He just yeah, starts Rex like, Dale. yeah, starts beating the crap out of him, throwing him all around. And the then one of my favorite lines: Sean pops up behind him with the baseball bat and says, "Hey, asshole!" And he turns around and looks at him. He goes, "You looked." <laughs> <laughs> so eighties. It is. It's so perfect. It Smacks 80s, him with yeah. it. They threw the dynamite in his. Um, Pants. in his pants and throw him out the window and he explodes and i love this this effects work here because yeah, again yeah. it's the 80s have teeth so we get to see the, these body parts yeah and Man, i felt so bad like i really felt bad for him and like because i didn't remember what happened at that scene and i was just like oh my god they just killed that poor guy <laughs> like, and then you find out that there's only one way to kill a werewolf. Yep. He pieces mm -hmm. himself back together and then attacks Rudy, who shoots him with the... He, he attacks the police. There's a big fight with the police, and the monsters are killing police officers, and Rudy takes one of the guns, and he loads it with the one silver bullet he has. And he shoots him in the chest, and he immediately turns human, and he says, Yeah. Thank you, and dies. Yeah, I will say whenever he pieces him back himself back together, I also love how his pants get put back together too. Well, they can't have it naked. I mean, it is a PG thirteen movie. They, they could have, but yeah, I, I get the point of it. But it was just like that. It kind of uh, I got sidetracked for a minute whenever I he came back to fight the police officers. I'm like, man, his pants came back together too. That's so Derek, weird. you watch The Incredible Hulk. He has purple pants literally every episode. Yeah. That's the gamma radiation. 
anyway, I just that was a thing to note. But yeah, I love how he uh, he says thank you for releasing me from my curse from my suffering. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we and also then he turns around. Me- Rudy turns around and says, "Told you, only one way to kill a werewolf." <laughs> and I, I was kind of like shocked at that they put that line in there because he just like murdered a guy. <laughs> Like, well, he murdered a werewolf a who just happened he, to be a like, guy. But, he did shoot him when he was a werewolf. He didn't kill him when he was a human. Like, you shoot him as a werewolf and then he turned into a human and died in front of you, you would be like shaken up a little bit, I would think. I wouldn't if he tried to kill my friends. I'd be like, fuck you, guy. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. I just felt Get so out bad. Of here. Do um, you guys recognize him from anything else? He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. 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 I I, I realized Critters, but it was a different actor. I realized what I recognized him from that I it? used to watch all the time was Real Genius. Yes. Yes, he is in Real Genius. I used to watch that all the time. I love that movie. <laughs> That's a good one. Val and he's he plays a really cool character. I think his name is Laszlo. Yeah. Yeah. Which I just love that name. <laughs> Real Genius is Oh funny. my god. That's a good one. He was Uncle Rico. In Napoleon Dynamite. It is Uncle Rico, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Well, you see, he if you... throw a pigskin a quarter mile here. That's that he threw like Dell a quarter mile in that fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could throw Dell over those mountains. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, here we get to. We forgot to mention that uh, Rudy. On top of killing the Wolfman and the Mummy, he also kills the the brides. Like the one bride, he shoots with a stake, mm-hmm. um, with the bow and arrow. And the second one, he just straight up stabs. He puts it right through her. Um, so Rudy's like, his monster kills are like next level. He's like the yeah, he's a monster. They looked really good too. They yeah. looked cool. Like the brides looked really cool. Yeah. The kills looked pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Good job there. So we find out that uh, Patrick's sister is not a virgin. Oh, yeah. And she says, well, that was but only once with Steve, but that didn't count. He said, of course it counts. <laughs> this wasn't a game of Monopoly, lady. So then Eugene says, is she a bourbon? <laughs> yeah, that was... Or a version. Is she a version? And he's yeah. like, yes, she is. So he reads her what to say, and Phoebe starts reading the book. And as she's doing this, Dracula locks on to her. And he starts walking right towards her. And these cops keep trying to stop him, and he just wrecks Every cop is like snapping, snapping necks left and right, just slapping them down, breaking their arms, snapping their necks, and just never like breaks focus of her. Just keeps walking. I'm like, this Dracula is the Terminator. He is terrifying. (laughs) He might be one of the most terrifying Draculas of all time. Like he is. Oh, for sure. No joke. Definitely. When they did the casting for him, I mean, he's got a presence about him. It's uh, it's great. And then, of course, one of my favorite bits, he picks her up by her chin, yep. holds her up, and says, 
give me the amulet, you bitch, to a five-year-old girl. Yes. <laughs> and then he screams in her face. Like, like, why couldn't he just take it from yeah. her without insulting her like that? Because he's a mean, evil bastard. Yeah. But And that's his that, downfall. It is his downfall because that gives us enough time for Frankenstein to come up and grab him by his bitch neck. And he says, bogus. It throws him and he lands, uh, he lands on the fence. He's impaled on the fence. Which gives Phoebe enough time to read the lot, uh, you know, say the chant and opens up the portal. Which starts sucking everybody in, starts sucking stuff in. It, it kind of goes a full uh, army of darkness. Or Evil Dead Two does, yeah. Evil Dead Two starts sucking stuff in, um, and uh, Dracula just is not having it. He 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 blames Sean for all this for putting the squad together. So he jumps on Sean and says, "You will die!" and tries to drag him into the portal with him, like some kind of evil bastard. And Sean. Mm -hmm stabs him with a stake piece of fence to escape and then we find out van helsing is waiting in the portal and grabs him and pulls dracula in with him and as he's doing this he gives him a thumbs up <laughs> yeah like cool dude yeah and so sean gives it right back to him yeah the apparently just... uh time uh, flows differently in limbo because uh i'm assuming so i'm assuming that he who knows what's on the other side of that it could be another yeah. dimension it could be it could be limbo it could be purgatory it could be the afterlife who knows we're not privy to that information um we just know that it gets the monsters out of our realm and mm. so he sucks they successfully suck dracula in but unfortunately they can't stop it from sucking in our best buddy, Frank. Ah, uh, dude, this is, if I, so, you know, thought about it hard enough, I might have cried. So listen, guys, the end of this movie, when this happens, he goes up and he he fights his way just get to get to Phoebe, to tell her yeah. bye, essentially. And he says, bye, and she's like, don't leave me, and he says, bye. And he starts to fall in, and she throws him her stuffed animal, and he mm. hugs it. And guys, I am not kidding. Last night, for whatever reason, when I watched this movie, I got damn misty-eyed when that happened. I literally, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old or what it is, but I was like, oh, Frankenstein. Yep. I mean, I was like, God dang it. <laughs> I, fe I felt this. So That's all the monsters, what do you think of that? I did, I was going to say the opposite. I was like, I wasn't very emotional during that part at all. <laughs> I was. Derek, you said you were emotional during that part. Yeah, uh, I was uh, multitasking during that specific moment, but uh, that's really emotional, man. Like, you really get attached to him. He's part of the squad. And especially, like, a, he attaches himself to Phoebe, and she's so innocent. And, uh, and so is yeah, he. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just a guy who died and then got brought back to life. Yeah, he's actually, technically, he's multiple guys. Multiple people, yeah. have been brought back to life. He's got conflicting personalities. And, and yeah, it's, anyway, yeah, it's yeah, just it's such a emotional. good, I think it's a great character beat. It's a great moment for the movie. Um, mm -hmm. 
So once all the monsters are defeated, the army decides to show up because of Eugene's note. And the movie ends in the best possible way it could end. With the army saying, what the Sam, what the Sam Hill is going on here? And uh, can somebody tell me what the Sam Hill is going on here? And Sean says, a weekend, sir. And he hands him his card. Who are you? We're the Monster Squad. Mm -hmm. And then it starts playing the music. The Monster Squad theme, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like all great movies of the 80s and early 90s ended with, which was a rap song. <laughs> yes. About the movie, at least. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's usually a, a rap song about the movie that you just watched. Like, that's what's so hilarious about it. Like, I can think of so many movies that uh, ended with that, like, similarly. Like, so, like, um, think about, uh, even Ace Ventura ends with a rap song about Ace Ventura. It was just that era. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's yeah, not a rap song, but Pet Cemetery ends with a ends with a song about Pet Cemetery. <laughs> um, what am I thinking of? Oh, Night Nightmare on Elm Street. Multiple, yeah, a couple of different Nightmare has on Elm a couple of rap songs, right? Yeah. yeah, Freddy's Dead ends with a song called Freddy's Dead, mm -hmm. where they're uh, singing about Freddy, you know, being dead, obviously. Uh, yep. There's, um, I think Dream Dream Warriors has a Dawkins song, you know, Dream Warriors, which is a kick-ass song, by the way, guys, you guys should listen to it. Which but, one is the, which one's the Will Smith one on? Is it Will Smith? Yeah. Will Smith had rap songs on every one of his in the early days. So, like, there's a Bad Boys one, there's yeah. an Independence Day one, there's but, a Men no, in but Black he one. Has, but he has a... It's not in a Freddy Elm movie, Street. but yes, it's not in a movie, but he okay. does have a rap song called Nightmare on My Street. Yes. <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> the Fat Boys had a Freddy song called Ready for Freddy, which was another Freddy Krueger rap. Freddy was real popular with rappers back in the 80s. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, I back to Monster Squad. Sorry. Uh, so the movie ends on this big triumphant note. And uh, what do you guys think of the ending of Monster Squad? pretty good it was good i liked uh it was kind of i mean the way that it was shot it, it kind of felt like they did this scene last and like the crew was just like oh yeah you know it's a wrap and i mean they're all like going crazy and hugging each other and giving high fives and stuff like that it's just like uh that, that's yeah, how i imagine that it happened such it's a triumphant like, ending such a great yeah. and i mean the perfect i love that it's just such a cool you know, um, we're the Monster Squad. And it's well, like, the way oh, he yeah. said it, man, he said it with such confidence. Of course he did, because Sean is we're the, the leader. Monster Squad. Yeah, he had a lot of confidence when he said that. So, yeah, these kids were great. Uh, also, of course, uh, you guys know who played Frankenstein, right? Yeah. It's Tom Noonan. Mm hmm who was the original uh, Francis Dellerhide and uh, Michael Mann's Manhunter. Um, and he's obviously in tons and tons and tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, this movie was, of course, directed by Frank Decker and written by um, he and Shane Black of Lethal Weapon fame. Actually, 
the same year that this came out, 1987, the first Lethal Weapon came out. It's pretty cool. They had a good year, those two. Interesting, yeah. I did check to see which movie came out uh, first, uh, this or um, The Goonies, because I feel like this movie is kind of like if you were the to take The Goonies. Goonies yeah, you were to take the the Goonies, mix them with you know the horror icons, and uh, like an Indiana Jones plot, and you get the Monster Squad. It was it was great. Love this movie. Yeah. So guys, uh, you want to get into our uh, pumpkin counts? Do it. Of this, uh, Lydia, you start first this time. Um, let's see. I I'm thinking this one. Is probably a eight for me. An eight? Yeah. What's your favorite bits? My favorite bits? Yeah. Like what? Um, what, what makes you feel it's an eight? I just think like the whole whole thing, the whole general plot, the dialogue, the characters, the actors, all did amazing. Like they, there really isn't too much to to hate about this movie i think it's like a a good family movie like you can watch it with anybody um and it's perfectly spooky with the the, with your favorite monsters like who doesn't want to watch that um i took a point off for some derogatory comments and um yeah, I think I'm just going to give it an 8 for that. It's good. Derek? Uh, I went with an 8 as well. I praise. I prejudged this, yeah. It was, uh, it was a great movie. I loved it. It was very nostalgic. It had all the, the beats that I wanted it to. It was a good movie. Fun times. So, guys, with this movie... gotta say i'm gonna give it probably man it's hard i almost want to give it a perfect 10 guys now i know it has problems and it's i know there's technically better movies we've covered of this but i think this is the most fun i've had watching a movie that we've reviewed so far so i'm gonna give it a nine nine out of ten so i'll save it ten it has to be, it has to be really hard to get a ten but yeah. nine out of ten for me, 9 out of 10 pumpkins. I think the Monster Squad is perfectly spooky. It has such a great feel-good energy to it. Um, minus the, the slurs, the F-slurs and stuff at the beginning. Uh, that was a product of its time, unfortunately. But other than that, it ages remarkably well, I feel like. I feel like the themes of it age remarkably well. I feel like the performances yeah. are great. The uh, acting's good across the board. The direction's great. The creature designs are great. I think uh, the Wolfman could have been a little better. I don't love the design of the Wolfman's face. His, his face, yeah. I think it's he has different. like, yeah. I feel like he has like a hammerhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. His eyes yeah. are kind of far apart, but um, he still looks cool. He still looks cool for sure. And the and, actor did a great job too. Oh, absolutely. But I think what puts it at a nine for me, besides the all the, you know, the squad and how I just wanted to be a member of the squad when I was a kid. How cool they are. 
um, and their chemistry is these creature designs uh, for Frankenstein was really good. The performance was really great. And the creature from the Black Lagoon looks cool in the mummy. But Dracula, man, this has to be one of the best depictions of Dracula. He's just so good. Like, I don't... It's hard-pressed. Like, I mean, who are the best Draculas? It's Lugosi. It's Christopher Lee. Right? It's Gary Oldman. I think he's right up there with those guys. Oh, yeah. But it's just this one movie. I don't know. It's we'll, have to, man. we'll have to do a uh, Dracula movie here in the future and compare yeah. and contrast. So... You know what time it is, guys. It's time to aconize the Monster Squad. <laughs> Derek, we're going to start with you this week. <laughs> Who does Tom Atkins play in this version of the Monster Squad? There's only one person he could play. And that's the dad. Dell. He'd have to be Dell, in my opinion. It's a good choice. It's a pretty good choice. I think that would that would work. Lydia. Um, Dracula. <laughs> Can you imagine Tom Atkins as Dracula? <laughs> good lord. I just want to. I just want to hear him say the one line. Give me, Give me an me amulet, the... you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What would be great is if when he's walking over to her, the, the virgin just kind of walks up to him and is like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be one of your brides. Um, hmm. I would have to agree with Derek, probably. I mean, it would. The other choice I was. <laughs> is he could, he could play uh, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> he could <Yes>. be Rudy. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he's already, Rudy's already cool enough, and you would up Rudy's cool factor by a million if it was Tom Atkins. You know, but since I don't want to take him true. out of the movie because he did such a great job, and no no offense to the dad, the, the guys that played Dell did great too, but, I mean, if I had a choice between him and Tom Atkins, Tom Atkins every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So I've been thinking about it this whole podcast, guys. About what movie we're going to do next week. And I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And then I thought I had it. And then I didn't. Um, so then I kept thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about it. Oh my gosh. Just tell us what it is. Okay, okay. If you're gonna get pushy about it, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I think this week we are going to do Night of the Creeps. Mm -hmm. Night of the Creeps. And I'll tell you why. Night of the Creeps. Because when I realized I had to aconize this movie, I was like, next week, if we did Night of the Creeps, we wouldn't really have to aconize it because he's already there. Nice. Okay. So Night of the Creeps next week. So stay tuned, folks, for next week's episode. Um, any final thoughts on Monster Squad? Gang or... Anything else you want to tell our dear listeners and viewers? Uh, Not everybody at once. Watch this movie. 
You better follow us, follow us everywhere and share this podcast with your friends who might enjoy it. Yes. And be sure to subscribe. So that way we get those numbers up as well. Share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, share it with your neighbor, share it with the girl who you have a crush on. Well, maybe don't share it with her. Might be a bad first impression. Yeah. But share it with could, other people. Could you imagine if that's how somebody met? It was just like, oh, he hey, you want me to this podcast? We'll we'll make a <laughs> mixtape episode so that way you can send it to your your crush. <laughs> Is mi- are mixtapes still a thing? Um, I don't know, but I've got a song on my uh, phone, on my iTunes library, that uh, is like, if I were to make a mixtape, that's what it would be. And every time it comes on when I'm playing my uh, my music, Quincy gives me a look and she was like, oh, is, was this on your mixtape? like, no, I didn't make a mixtape. I'm cooler than that, but it would be. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I think it's a Brian McKnight song or something like that. Oh, of course it is. So yeah, share, subscribe, share with your friends, um, share with your grandma if she's in the horror. If she's not, just have her click on it. It'll give us a view. It'll be fine. <laughs> Make her an account on YouTube. Have her follow us yeah. and like all of our videos. You can find us, of course, on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. And you can find us on Facebook at Highlight Productions. Find us on Instagram at Screen Bloody Movies. So go to those places, click the links, and grow the audience. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> That's uh, Derek's favorite movie. It's then Derek movie. would know that the line is, he will come. Hmm. Which is also um, lines in multiple adult films. Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) That was not okay. You're right. It was excellent. That's right. All right. So for Lydia Judy and Derek Lemaster, I am Jamie Hiles. And remember, if you're going to scream... Green bloody movies. We got it that time. See you, folks. <laughs> You're muted, Derek. Good because I would have like completely thrown that off. I was so. So I think only Lydia and I were. Yeah. So yeah, we nailed it, Lydia. No, I think we were way off. uh, We were close. My headphones died, like my one did, and I knew the other one. So then I charged it, and then I had to switch them. Oh, I see. And it automatically muted. So I I did say it, but thank God I didn't say it because uh, I was so far ahead of you guys. It would have been. (laughs) I was like, screw Derek's like, screw bloody movies.